Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Do anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Honda Classic. Kind of a week off for most PGA pros, it feels like, but uh, we're still going to play some DFS because that's what we do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well. How are you? Not too shabby, not too shabby. And joining us once again this week, off of his sixth outright winner of the season, on Twitter at Kevin's Delight. Kevin, how are we doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, guys. Good to be here, and hope you're uh, doing well. Yep, yep. You too. It's uh, it's pretty wild, Kevin, because we've we've done the golf thing on Twitter, talking wise, at least for a few years now. It feels like six wins in a whole season is pretty good. Like this is this is quite the run, you would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty lucky. But obviously, when when you wager on golf, you got to have some luck, right? I mean, you uh, you can have some pretty good feelings about these guys, but you still got to pull the trigger. Yeah. Are you going to start calling yourself the uh, DeChambeau of golf betting because you've solved it? Not quite yet. I haven't topped many yet this year. <laughs> you haven't topped. <laughs> Man, what is it? Molly, Molinari at Pebble. We got Bryson. Like, what's with these? The pros, look, they're, they're trying to make us feel better about ourselves or something? I, I can't figure it out. It's pretty, you know, oh, man. The one thing about Bryson is every time, like, especially when they, they zoom in on his ball, like, I, I expect him to top it a lot. As hard as he fucking swings it, I mean, mm-hmm. how does he not top it more? Um, obviously, a lot of repetitions, but shit. If I was swinging that hard, I, you know, I'd be topping some balls. Yeah. He's, he's he's like that robot they bring out at the waste management that just sits there, swings as hard as he can, just loops mm-hmm. it around, and somehow somehow finds the center of the club every time. Our most the iron, of the, time. the iron Byron, the iron Byron. That's did you, hey, did, great. did you guys hear that he 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 uh he cracked a four iron this week? Yeah, apparently he said he did it when he hit that top, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he was saying. That was his, his excuse. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. Hey, maybe he did. I don't. So know. I, I, I missed the top. Let's 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 circle back a little bit. What, what was he hitting when he topped it? I think a four iron off the yeah. tee on uh, on four, right? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. And then yeah, Weston was... gets up there next and wipes one in a hazard that's not even on the yardage book. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some of the better commentary I've heard. He just hit one where it's not even on a yardage book. What's he going to do next? <laughs> Man, that was tough to watch there for a little bit. There was a few things on Sunday. Um, Brendan Todd's just he almost hit the other island quote. That was pretty good uh, on seventeen. That, like, that what, was... the one with the tree. Yeah, on yeah, the right, shanked he shanked it literally. Like the guy, the guy announcing it, was, or I think it was Shane Bacon or something. I was watching the highlights. Goes. He literally almost landed on the other island out there. And uh, we don't want to say the S word, but he shanked it. <laughs> it was pretty it's, good. It's unbelievable. The day before, he makes a hole-in-one with a five-wood on eight and then yeah. hits an Oklahoma pitch out on 17. Like that that shot, the Lee Westwood slide, whatever, those, that made me feel so much more like I was at home. That was just like, okay, that's, that's great. Like, I haven't even pushed one that far <laughs> in a long, long time. And I'm not that good. So, um it just shows they're human. What about uh, on 17 on Saturday? DJ basically almost dunks it, hits the pole, and it goes or hits the flagstick, and it goes out. Well, we know that, why that we know why that happened. Why did that happen? Because I, he was on my my oh. one six to six team, <laughs> but I, I I can't get one 
when it's, you know, when it's 10, 15%, like I'm not even touching the six to six, but be lucky to get four or six. The week that it's 3%, I get one six to six and it's got DJ in it and he hits the flag and goes in the water. At least you woke up with six of six starting the week, right? Yeah, that's true. Amidst all the WDs. Yeah, Yeah, I I didn't, uh, didn't have any, uh, like Justin Rose. You know, uh, yeah. Out of all WDs, I think if you played Justin Rose, you had to be a little concerned there. Like he was legit hurt the week before. It wasn't like a Usti just kind of didn't show up thing we've seen before. Rose was banged up, so I wasn't surprised by that. But now we already have English. Yeah, English bailed Kevin (laughs) Nah. Well, Nah shot eighty and then said, "Fuck it, I'm not even coming back." He club twirled every shot that went in the water on seventeen, so he had to hurt himself doing that. Yeah, it wasn't his back. He see, he said it was his back. It was more his wrist from twirling the club over and over again. That was uh, some. It was just some impressive golf. Watching the best of the best just literally fall apart, like melt out there. It was pretty pretty interesting to see. And then you know the ones that are really really good, they bounced back. And I almost had more fun watching like the par and bogey saves where you thought it was a guaranteed double, and they somehow. Like make a big putt to say bogey or something. You're like, okay, well they're still alive. They're still there's still hope. <laughs> and then and then it's just then you have Tony Finau who just you know can't do anything. Right? It so, was yeah, man, it, was, it was a tilting week. Like I, I it, it's been a while since I've seen that much carnage. Um, yeah. and uh, maybe worse this week. Yeah, but before we get to this week, let's at least talk about JT because we talked about it last week. Like that he was like cheap on DraftKings, still one of the best players in the world. Like eventually it's gonna click. I know Kevin, obviously, we talked about how the outright winner on him. I had a very little exposure to him on DK, um, and I wish I, I kicking myself when we talked about it and talked about it, and I didn't have more. But he played, I think it was 13 under on the weekend. I saw somewhere he played, I think, I get, you guys both said it last week, you need, to get, you need to capitalize on the par fives. He played 14 under on the par fives alone. Um, he was amazing. That, that shot on his uh, 16, I think it was, on Saturday, where yeah, he almost got yeah. the albatross, was yeah. freaking amazing. That that deserved the club twirl it got. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on JT? Because that was vintage. I'm just going to go dominate a golf course. I think his best club twirl was on 18 when he toe-hooked a, a drive that should have gone in the water and somehow kicked right and uh, stayed in bounds so that, or stayed in the, on, on land so that way he could pull out the W. But, man, he, he looked good. I, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it coming. Like, I, I know everybody and their mom apparently on Twitter was, was, uh, was on Justin Thomas to win this week. I didn't see it. I wasn't there. So it was tilting to watch him. But when he gets going, man, like after he, you know, what do you shoot? 64, eight under Saturday. Like yeah. you just knew he figured something out during that round or something started clicking. I don't know. But once he gets going, man, he stays hot. Like when he gets hot, he gets getting red hot. What about you, Kev? Yeah, it was fun to watch over the weekend. Uh, like Jesse said, that round on Saturday definitely put him right in the mix, and he was definitely one of the guys that had a, a great chance of winning come Sunday afternoon. And then yeah. to see to see what he did both on 11 and 16 yesterday, um, Eagle on 11, and uh, the great five went into 16 to kind of you know help him cement the birdie there and, and move on. Yeah, he was darn impressive. Some other really good performances, but uh, any final thoughts uh, from you, Kevin? on the uh, the players as we move on to Honda? It's probably a good week to take off DFS-wise because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just take all the money that you're going to spend in DraftKings or Vandal, whatever you're going to do, and just pump it all into placing wagers. I think you have a lot more fun. 
And Jesse actually was talking. We were talking about that before we logged on. So Jesse, any thoughts on that as well? <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Like this is always traditionally one of the the, the most uh, tilting weeks there is. I, I'm pretty sure in the past I've set myself alarms for like the following year to to not play this event because it's so tilting. Um, a little bit hey, different. Siri. Yeah. Remind yeah. me March first <laughs> next year not to play the players. <laughs> not not the players, the Honda. I mean, I think the, the players was fine, but they're both the they're both that's Florida swing with these with, with this it's, much water on the course. It, <laughs> it's that, that's, that's exactly it, man. You hit you hit one just like not even necessarily like really bad, just a poor shot, and your week's over with. Well, like Thursday, 17 on Thursday. Were so many good shots, and they were just skipping off the back. Or you know, the, the, the look on those guys' professional golfers' faces, like, what the heck just happened? I'm so confused. <laughs> like, and, and maybe you know a little bit more about this than I do, Kevin. But like, obviously, they played that that hole Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? And then Thursday comes, and they're all hitting it. Uh, did they turn on a sub air, some magical sub air system in, in that green overnight. I'm, I'm so confused how like they didn't realize how hard it was going to be. Cause the thing looked dead midday yeah. Thursday. I think the thing is we got to try and see if we can consult uh, Cecil Peters on that and see if he has any inside knowledge on sub airs or whatever. But there, there's no doubt when that pins back on Thursday and Friday um, that many golf pros typically don't like back pins because you know that if you miss a green, you're going to be short sided shipping the greens running away from you. Um, but also when you try and skip shots back there, you probably don't spin it quite as much, especially when it's that firm. So that's why you see so many balls run down that back runway or, or go into the water. I think most guys, especially on a short hole like that, where you can spin it a bunch, prefer the shorter pins because you can fly past the pin and spin it back. That that green looked dead. Like yeah. especially come Sunday, it looked murdered. So they need to put some. I'm hoping they put some water on it today. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the reasons why they use the back pins both Thursday and Friday is to reduce all the traffic on it towards the back end of the green. Right. They seem to overseed it, and then uh, it'll, it'll it'll look a lot better next year for you, Jesse. It'll be okay. Nothing to worry about there. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll leave it at that. There was there was, it was it was a rough week because all the like the big dogs, a lot of the big dogs didn't make it. But just for viewership wise, it was still pretty good golf. It was just uh, it was a wild one, very very wild. But uh, let's head to Honda. Jesse, give us some past event history for a, a, a tournament we've seen a lot, but usually a lot better field, too. Well, if I had it pulled up, uh, you know, that's a lot easier to do. I've got one job and uh, obviously <laughs> cannot do it correctly. Uh, so just bear with me. He was me happy with here. a 6 of 6 last week, so he's good. You know, Filling here's out, the thing. Filling that, out all those Kentucky brackets. Y- y- yep. <laughs> That's like that's a low <laughs> blow. Um, but you know, you you get six to six. You got the number one player in the world. You know, you're feeling good Sunday Saturday morning, and he's awful. Uh, so last year, Sung J M was a, or yeah, it was the last year. This is the last tournament before, like the the last completed tournament. This because last year this tournament played one week before, before the players. Before the player. yep. Uh, Sung JM was a champion six under one shot over Mackenzie Hughes. These scores are great on this too, by the way. Uh, Keith Mitchell, nine under the year before 2019, one shot over Ricky and Brooks. 2018 champion was Justin Thomas, eight under in a playoff over Luke List. Ricky Fowler was the uh, 2017 champion, 12 under, four shots over Morgan Hoffman. How long has it been since you heard that name? Yeah, that's it. And uh, and Gary Woodland. Uh, Adam Scott's a past winner here. Russell Henley, 
Padraig Harrington's won this event twice. Uh, Rory Sabatini. Did you guys see where Justin uh, or Jordan Spieth hit into Rory Sabatini? This week? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Did you see that, Kevin? I did see it. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> was next level. Good well, the stuff PGA right Tour there. scrubbed that really quick from the internet, and but some, like luckily somebody took a screenshot, screen grab of it, or whatever. But if you haven't seen it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, but basically what Jesse's telling you with all these scores is it's a very difficult golf course. Six under, I don't remember how many golf tournaments we've watched. Most guys shoot six under in the opening round of a lot right. of these tournaments we see. So six under to win a golf tournament is pretty impressive. And it's because it's the PGA National. Par 70, 7,140 yards. It is the toughest par 70 on tour five of the last eight years. It is very, very difficult. Um, it has the the um, the bear trap, 15, 16, and 17. More often than not, it's the third most difficult stretch in golf. Then they also have five, six, and seven, which is the sixth most difficult stretch in golf. On the bear trap, there's 17% of the entire tournament's bogeys, 38% of the doubles, and 34% of the triples. So trouble is to be had on the bear trap. Uh, you have Bermuda greens. You have 15 holes with water in play. You have almost 80 sand traps, and they're very difficult sand traps to get out of for the most part. Uh, a lot of laying up because you have to navigate sand traps and water. So you can't just bomb it all over the place. Uh, there's two par fives that are gettable, so kind of like last week, you're going to have to get those for sure. And wind is a major factor, and I haven't seen the early week being too bad, but I've heard Sunday's already like 30 to 40 mile an hour winds. So Sunday could be pure carnage. If you have a good lineup heading into Sunday, go do something else and just check it later because it, <laughs> it might be a rough one for you to tilt. But uh, anything else uh, that I've missed, Kevin, that you uh, before the tournament preview and whatnot? I always remember waking up and watching this on PGA Tour Live. And uh, if you have any guys that start on the back nine early Thursday morning, you get ejected pretty quick because that 10th hole is really tough and you see some bogeys and doubles right out of the gate. So uh, try and pick guys to start on one that if uh, if you uh, want to wake up early and watch golf, you're not feeling too bad early. Yeah. And this is also, like Jesse said, when Justin beat Luke List, this is the tournament where Justin was tossing fans. So during during that playoff, so that that was a fun one too. Remember that? Um, yeah, there's a lot a lot of fun at this event. Sanjay finally broke through. Good stuff here. DFS Open was there last year. We know all the good stories that took place then. So yeah, lots of good stuff uh, the, at this tournament. But uh, let's get at it. FanshareSports.com promo code always press. They don't have the current tournament stuff up there yet because we've had so many withdrawals. I'm I'm assuming they're still waiting to get their stuff sorted out. But uh, we'll do the best we can. Right about an hour before we started recording. Gary Woodland and Scott uh, Piercy got uh, positive for COVID, so they're out of the tournament as well. So it just gets better and better with the, to- the total field. But uh, 10K and above, we have five players. We got Sungjae at 11,000, Berger at 10.8, Westwood 10.6, Neiman 10.4, and Scott 10.1. Jesse, who are you liking in the 10K range? No one. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it's, I think Sungjae is obviously playable, defending champion. He's. You know, he's as uh, consistent as there is, really. Um, Berger is, is similar. He's got good course history, too. Fourth here last year, 36th year before that, 29th uh, the year before that. So, and coming off a ninth place finish there at the players. And then Lee, Lee Westwood, man, at 10 6. I know this is obviously a huge price bump, but the guy's course history is fourth last year. And then he didn't, he had a huge gap there. 2015, 25th, 46th, 9th, 4th, 29th, 9th. So, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if people don't want to pay this much for him. I mean, it's only a three thousand uh, dollar price increase over last year, over last week and, and the week before. But I mean, I, I lean really 
playing Lee Westwood over all these guys, but I don't know that I'll play any of them because I really don't want to get like too awful into the weeds down here in the low sevens, high sixes. Uh, I, balanced is the way to go, in my opinion, this week, and just hope and pray somehow that you get six through and because it's going to be low. Yeah, definitely. Kevin, what do you like him in this range? Yeah, pretty rough for Lee Westwood, right? Uh, two straight second finishes and then apparently spend today and tomorrow at Augusta playing some with his son. Tough, so, tough, get, tough go. What did he make last week, a, a million or a million and a half? Yeah, I think he won more money for finishing second than he did for his last PGA Tour win or his last win uh, overseas. <laughs> nice. And he won the race to Dubai too, so he was playing good over there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like Jesse. I probably won't spend much uh, much time in this range. Um even Adam Scott, who's got some cor- good course history, uh, is really struggling off the tee. So um, he may be one of the most played guys in that range, but I'm not touching him. So I, I probably won't be here. But if I do, I, I'll play Sungjae just for uh, the the thought of people not playing him at 11000 Yeah, I think people will stay off Sungjae at that price for sure. So that is interesting. Uh, I'm with you guys, though. If I'm going to play anybody up here, I, I think it's going to be Westwood. I wanted to play Neiman, but I've heard his name more already. By like two o'clock on a Monday, I, dude. It, there was me. it was it was as soon as the prices come out, everybody was hopping on him, wasn't he? Yeah, so, one day, I guess. I, I, I it's going to be hard in a field like this. We mentioned it last week. When you have carnage like this, you can get play the ownership in a heartbeat because it's just so crazy like that. So Neiman, it's going to be hard for me to get to. Burger's going to be very popular as well. So if you want to play leverage, M and Westwood's probably the way to go. Um, I guess Westy for me, but I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this because back-to-back second-place finish is awesome. Kevin mentioned he's going to Augusta. Um, you know the dude, he's living the dream. But to keep playing that well every week, eventually you have a speed bump, and he still could finish 20th or 25th. But at 10-6, that's not going to cut it anymore. So makes things a little difficult. Uh, 9K range. We got Russell Henley at 90. $800. You got Gooch at 93, Lowry 92, Tringale 91, Kirk 9,000. There's a gap, for, a $500 gap from the top to the second guy in 9K. That tells you everything you need to know about pricing right there. Uh, Kevin, what do you like in the 9K range? I think uh, if I play anyone here, it'd probably be, uh, I, I do like Taylor Gooch some, um, maybe some Chris Kirk. Uh, but if I do, if I do put um, much stock in anyone here, it's going to be Shane Lowry. I do like Shane a little bit this week. And Played well last week, kind of coming out of nowhere, but um, he'd probably be the guy that goes most overlooked in this area, I think. Yeah, what about you, Jesse? Yeah, it's odd range, man. I mean, you know, obviously, I'd, Gooch, he, he had a really good finish. Uh, two straight made cuts here, 38th and 20th the last two years. Um, fifth place last week. I like him quite a bit. Tringale at 91. Uh, course history is fine. 27, 36, miscut. 65th, miscut. 40, 44th, 41st. I mean, obviously, you want more than that out of a guy if you're paying up for him here. But before his miscut of the Players' Championship, he was playing really well. It's not like he missed it by a whole lot. He shot one over. First day, two over. Second day, so three over total. And the cut was, what, even or minus one or whatever it was. So not too awful far off. Chris Kirk, man, I, any idea what happened to him on Sunday? I, did, I didn't get to I see just, much on Sunday. I just looked up, and he was seven over par, making a triple on the last hole. So I mean, he, he was solid the first three days. Uh and obviously was solid the week before with Arnold Palmer too. So I, I don't mind going back to him and, you know, 48th place finish. He, he he played better than that last week. He just didn't have a good Sunday at all whatsoever. So I think Kirk is fine too. Uh, it's it's just a weird range, man. This, well, gonna it's just going to get range, weirder. <laughs> it's just going to get weirder. Yeah. Yeah. As much as people are talking about Neiman, they're talking the same about Henley too. 
Yep. Yeah, a lot of Henley talk. I was kind of surprised, actually, to tell you the truth. He's got really good course history. I mean, and and that's why I like, but I don't know, man. Like, his recent form is shaky. Yeah. I mean, miscut 38th, 30th, miscut 11th, miscut. I mean, just weird. Yeah, definitely. I do like Gooch this week, but I'm, I'm afraid after that fifth last week, he might be a little more popular than I'd like, but eventually got to take some chalk, I guess. Uh, but Gooch at 93 looks good, but I, I had Lowry circled as well, Kevin. $9,200. Um, you play courses like this where you don't have to bomb it everywhere, more precise shots. Um, and more importantly, if it gets windy, Lowry can definitely play in the wind. We know that for a fact. He's also a guy that if you, you don't have to go super low, he can, can compete pretty well. So if it is eight or nine under, say, at, at the end, he can definitely be there. So I, I like Lowry at 92 quite a bit this week. Um, Tringali is interesting at 91, but Lowry would be my guy here with maybe sprinkling in a little bit of gooch as well. Uh, 8K range now. we got Ricky Fowler, $8,900. Just – He's a, he's a mess. Uh, Doug Gimmon, 88. Steele, 87. Davis, 86. Wallace, 85. Bradley, up to $8,400. It t- tells you everything, folks. Uh, Keimer, 83. Fratelli, 82. Pultz, 81. Vinion and Wyndham Clark, both 8,000. Jesse, what do you like in the 8K range? Uh, I'll start with, with, with Doug Gim. Um, this is very interesting to me because, obviously, he was close to the lead on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, and I think he played with JT, JT and they were in the Sunday. second, the final, you know, the second to last group or whatever. He shoots 78, you know, I mean, kind of be expected for a guy who's young and, you know, not playing, uh, not, not had, had a whole lot of experience playing in the final group. But the weird thing is I was looking and, and the same thing happened to Arnold Palmer. He shot 81 on Sunday uh, to finish 36. 60, yeah. 64 on Saturday too, I think. Uh, 65. Yeah. 65. So, I mean, it's not like he's he just he hasn't the last two the last two tournaments he hasn't put four full rounds together. Um, he's basically at three, and so in this in this field in this event, m- more than willing to take a chance at eighty eight hundred on him that maybe he can figure it out for four days. Brendan Steele, good course history, fourth miscut, miscut, fourteenth, fourteenth, last four appearances here, coming off uh, made cut at the players, um, hasn't missed a cut since the Mayakoba back in December. Martin Keimer. Uh, I will play him quite a bit this week. Uh, the reason is, really, there's nobody else to play. And so, I mean, his course history is okay. 67th, withdrew 4th, 44th, whatever. Um, coming off a couple made cuts in a row on the European Tour, it's pretty much where he's been playing. He hasn't played over here since the U.S. Open, where he missed the cut. But he's been playing on the European Tour pretty solid. Uh, you know, so I like him. And then Poulter at 81, obviously missed the cut last week. I don't know if you guys saw his video on uh, – I'm sure he did on on Twitter, wherever you look at social media. It was pretty good where you're sitting with Rory. Anyways, I'll play Poulter. I think that's a solid price on him, but he's probably going to be chalk. Him and Ben on both, I would imagine, being chalky. I could see Keegan being chalky as well in this range. Last but not least, Wyndham Clark. 11th here last year, 7th the year before that. Two straight missed cuts. So, shit. Saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, who knows, man. I mean, $8,000, you know, I'll – I'll play him again, you know, and just see what happens. What do you like in this range, Kevin? Yeah, I like pretty much the entire range other than Ricky. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've i bet two guys in this range. I've bet uh, Steele and Davis already. Um, I do like Steele's course history, and, and um, he's high on my model, even though my model has some very, very iffy guys in the top ten. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I like him all. I like Steele, Davis. I do like Matt Wallace. Played well at Arnold Palmer, 18th at API. Um, seems like a course that might suit him a little bit. Um, Keegan Bradley, again, um, kind of teed a green monster and, and don't have to go crazy low on the greens this week. So he, 
he's pretty good around here. Um, I do like Fratelli just a little bit, and obviously Poulter on um, first Poulter more for cash, but but mm-hmm. Benny on definitely GPP. Yeah, we're, we're we're on the same page here. I'll definitely be playing more uh, Doug Gim this week. I've been on him for quite a while now. It's just frustrating to pay eighty eight now, but that's where we are. He's kind of he's kind of earned it. I'll give him credit for that. He's played well enough to deserve it. Like you said, Jesse, three really good rounds each week and just slips on the banana peel for a fourth. And it just shows how hard it is to play four good rounds of golf. So I'll go back to Gim. I like Steele at eighty seven, like you guys talked about. Pultz at eighty one, and then Benny Ann and Clark. I've been playing them between sixty eight and seven thousand the last few weeks, but we're up to eight k now. But I like them both, both GPP only, of course, but um, both have the, the course history. Uh, before Clark's back-to-back missed cuts, he was playing really, really good golf. So I'll, I'll jump back on that train as well. And then Benny On's just, you know what you're, you, you know the ride you're getting into with, with Benny On. That's just how it's going to go. But one of the better ball strikers on tour when he's on. So I'll take my chances there. But, yeah, it's a fun range. This AK range is very, very, very serviceable, to say the least. All right, 7K range, 7,500 to 7,900, the top half of the 7K range. Kevin, who you like in here? I do like uh, Michael Thompson, uh, previous winner here. Um, Luke List had some good success here. Um, again, a guy who can uh, who kind of places a premium on par, doesn't have to go super low, a guy who can uh, do okay for you here. I do like those guys. I have also bet Harold Varner, um, some crazy reason, uh, but he he's uh, – he's, Top five in my model. Um, again, <laughs> just terrifying. It's not a week to uh, to go super crazy. Um, I think I think Streelman's a good fit here, and, and uh, Alex Noren as well. What about you, Jesse? Uh, Seven eight hundred. Brandon Wu. He's he's the uh, number one player on, on on my labs model here. Was looking over kind of. I mean, basically, he's been playing Corn Ferry and, and playing really solidly there. So at seven eight hundred, I like him quite a bit. The one thing about him is. Most of your model engines aren't going to pick up on the stats that he's uh, acquired over on the Corn Ferry Tour, so keep that in mind. Uh, KH Lee at seventy five hundred, um, two two made cuts in a row here, thirty eighth and seventh, and uh, coming off a forty first place finish at the Players Championship. Also got uh, Michael Thompson checked off there, and I think Noren's fine too, especially like in this range, given the kind of pedigree of these guys. I think that's kind of a bit of an underprice on Noren now. Obviously, he's not playing super great, but, you know, for the namesake. Yeah, once a great golfer. Um, JT Poston, $7,900, made all three cuts here, back-to-back years, and then took a year off and then made a 27th in 2017, coming off a 22nd last week at the Players. I don't mind Poston at $7,900. Wu is interesting for a GPP. I played him in Puerto Rico when he got the 7th. He was up there like a second for a while and burned me late, but HV3 has got the crazy course history that surprised me when I looked at it. So he's on the list. KH Lee as well. And then the last guy we did not talk about here, Patton Kazire. He's uh, made cut, miscut, miscut, made cut, made cut, but coming in with pretty decent form right now. So he, he intrigued me. I'm not locked into any Patton Kazire, but just trying to find anything good in this field. I, I've seen a guy that was playing pretty good golf coming into this. You know, those two miscut years was definitely not a good patent desire form, but right now he's in a good form. So at $7,500, I could see myself uh, taking some there. But post him at $7,900, I'll probably be overweight there, and that's going to be a fun tilt for sure. Uh, $7K to $7,400, Jesse, what do you like him? Uh, Matt Jones, $7,400. Uh, 46-36 his last two years here, or 47-36 his last two years here. Made the cut the player championship. Was playing really well. Uh, 
missed the cut at the API, but before that was, you know, a 34th in, uh, you know, the three, uh, tournaments before that. So like him quite a bit, uh, Aussie plays well in the wind. Matt, Matt Neesmith at, uh, 7,300 38th here last year, missed the cut, uh, the, at the API and the players championship. So, you know, it is what it is there. What about old, uh, Johnny Vegas here at 7,300 course history. <laughs> course history is good. 27th, 16th, 72nd, 4th, miscut 12th, 67th in succession since 2012, basically one miscut. And he's coming off a, uh, Made cut at the at the Players Championship, played really well at Puerto Rico Open, finished second there. Um, so I like him quite a bit. Mav McNeely, seventy two hundred. Course history uh, is eleventh last year's only appearance. Um, missed cut the Players Championship, but you know he's kind of an up and down. I I, I really like him for, in GPPs at seventy two hundred. Warinsky also at seventy two hundred. Adam Long pre- played pretty well last year or last week, excuse me, twenty um, seventh year last year. At this tournament, 22nd at the Players' Championship. Uh, Will Gordon at 7,100, another guy who has potential. Uh, I'm pretty much on half this range. Tom Lewis. Well, I don't want to go too awful much down here. Tom Lewis, I think, is playable. Hubbard, man. Did you guys see Hubbard's tweet about his uh, triple-double? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny. I, I love mean, that, Hubbard. His buddy, Twitter account's phenomenal. That is gold. Yep. Uh, 11th here last year for Hubbard. Um, obviously shot 78 on Sun on Thursday at the players, but turned it right back around, almost made the cut 67. When I say almost, you know, it was decently close, closer than it should have been after three double bogeys in the round before. So that's it. Yeah, he's a birdie machine when he gets going. <laughs> uh, Jesse, what do you like? Or Kevin, what do you like in that range? It's funny you mentioned Hubbard because in my, uh, in my model, he's number one in bogey avoidance but he's 126th in double bogey avoidance. <laughs> well, uh, well you, I mean, you go three straight doubles. Yeah. Yeah. You don't make the bogey, you just go straight to double. That's awesome. um, not a ton I like here. I do like Matt Jones. Um, I do like uh, good old James Hahn. He's top 10 in my model, and I think I'll play him quite a bit. Another guy who uh, um, does well in pars of premium. I do like Neesmith as a ball striker. Um, and it feels like a good week for Chez and Lucas Glover, um, two guys that like par and, and – I'll be trying to pick as many of those guys as possible. Yep, par is a great score this week. Uh, for me, you got ZJ here. He's made uh, three straight cuts this event, 41st last week. Made a handful of cuts in a row. Good cash game play, I think, with Zach Johnson. Uh, Ryan Moore, I've been waiting for him to get back into form. He's made two straight cuts here, kind of spaced out over time. But 35th last week, uh, really, he looked good at times out there at the players. So at $7,300, good iron player. Uh, one of the I, I was reading the, one of the most important shots you're going to have over and over this week is from 175 to 200 yards. So a guy like Ryan Moore, when his irons are on, can 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 stand out in that regard. Uh, Johnny Vegas, I'm with you on that one, Jesse. Uh, RCB, my nemesis. He hasn't played here the last two years, but two made cuts prior to that. He's in some weird form right now, but $72 for uh, RCB is quite intriguing for me. Sabatini at 72, he loves loves difficult courses. Decent course history here. He just fell apart over the weekend, 67th overall. He got hit at the players. It. Yeah, he got hit. Hey, he was pissed. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a cranky you know, European. You got to watch you out. Get mad. You got to get mad. Um, and the only other two I had here, but I, I don't disagree with a lot of what you guys said because there's in a GPP you can make arguments for a lot of these guys down here. But Nick Taylor coming in an interesting form at 30th here two years ago, and it is a Patrick Rogers week. He's mm. made three straight three straight cuts here. 21st last year. He's coming with four straight cuts on tour. Uh, Patrick Rogers at $7,000. I think there's top 20 upside there potentially, especially because 
The finishes at 21st, 30th, and 33 the last three years, much stronger fields. So I, I, I can see Patrick Rogers making a push. I can also see Patrick Rogers ejecting on a Friday, but um, that's Patrick Rogers at $7,000. Uh, 6K range. Kevin, what are you liking down there? Uh, I do like Furyk, right? 6,900. Yep. Again, par is great. Furyk doesn't miss many fairways. Hits a fair amount of greens. Um, and another guy that's top 10 in my model. So it's just going to be a disgusting week. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you can follow him up with Stricker, another guy who finds fairways, finds greens, and doesn't make a, a ton of par or a ton of bogeys. Um, same with Duff Daddy. I think it's a Duff Daddy course. Um, good spot for for Duffner this week. And if you want to get a little crazy down towards sixty six hundred, a little Bronson Burgoon. Nice. This is these are some names that just make you warm the heart right here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jesse, what do you like down here? Yeah, Furyk. I mean, I'll, I'll second that motion. Uh, he rates out really well in my model for whatever reason. And his course history, you know, surprisingly, I, I didn't expect him really to have any success here, but it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of mixed. Miscut ninth, 46th miscut. Uh, but has been playing well when he's been playing on tour, which we've been making a few stops this year. Uh, Cameron Percy at 6,900 as well. Two straight made cuts here now. That last year, 60 sec, 61st, uh, 2013, 71st. So, I mean, not great finishes, but coming off a, a solid 29th at the Players' Championship. Uh, Scott Stallings, I think, is playable, 6,500. And then Sam Ryder, 6,400. He's got the GPP upside to uh, you know, potentially sneak into the top 10 or top 20 uh, at that price of payoff. Well, it looks like we have a consensus Furyk pick because I penciled him in before I even looked at his past history or anything because he just fits this course, like you guys said, perfectly. Just keep it in play, pars. Just get pars, Jimmy, and he can do that. And he's the guy that doesn't do anything stupid. He should he should set himself up for a lot of birdie chances on a par fives. So he just he's not going to go crazy. Like some of these youngsters might get aggressive. Not Jimmy can't get aggressive. Um, per- Percy at sixty nine, I like as well. Schwartzel at sixty eight. Uh, grabbed my attention this week, uh, 17th and 16th here the last two years. Uh, but he's coming off back-to-back missed cuts. His current form sucks. His course history is not bad. So GPP at $6,800, Schwartzel. Interesting. I had Duffner written down. The other two I had written down, um, Bohog is a guy I've been playing quite a bit in the GPP ranges. Not good course history. Missed the cut last year. Then missed the cut in 2012. Uh, missed the cut last week, but then 26th at Arnie's, 32nd, two events prior to that. And then last but not least, if you want to get weird in a GPP, Kramer Hickok, 21st and 30th the last two years, 58th last week at the players, but missed like five cuts in a row before that. So <laughs> pick your poison. But if you're down here, you're not playing cash games anyway, so you might as well go for some upside if you're in the 6K range. Um, let's recap things real quick. Jesse, who's your top play in the 10K range? I'm going to say Westy. Kevin. I'd go Sanjay. I'll go Neiman, but I just know I'm not going to stomach like a 27% owned Joaquin Neiman. Uh, 9K range, Jesse's your top play. Gooch. Kevin? I'll go Chris Kirk. I'm going to go Lowry. Love Lowry this week. Um, 8K range, since we all love this range, give me two guys, Jesse. Uh, Gim and Keimer. Kevin? Uh, Keegan and Steele. I'll go Gim and Steele. Um, 7,500 to 79, Jesse. Brandon Wu and KH Lee. Kevin? Well, I'm going Varner, and I'm going Norin. I'll go Poston, and I'll go Cage Lee. Uh, 7K to 74, Jesse. Vegas and McNeely. Kevin? I'm going Han, and I'm going uh, ZJ. I like ZJ. 
I'll go Vegas and uh, Patrick Rogers. I'll plant my Rogers flag this week. And then your top six play, six K play, not named Jim Furyk, Jesse, Percy, Kevin. Um, I'll go Stricker. I was going to go Percy as well, but I'll mix it up. I'll go with uh, I'll go Schwartzel, but if, no, I'll stick to Percy. We're not mixing it up. I, I can't do that. So yeah, we'll go Percy on this one. Um, if you're playing cash this week because you like to torture yourself, but given three of six, three of six is in cash last week. We're making money if you had the right three of six. So no, I cash, I cash in GBP with three of six. Yeah, that's, so if you want to play cash, go for it. Just realize, like we said earlier in the show, and if you're in the Slack chat, the big guns are going to miss the cut too. So just be ready for that. If you're starting out a cash lineup, Jesse, three guys. I mean, I'd probably put Steel in there, um, Poulter, and. Then I would withdraw all my funds and deposit back in my bank account. Um, no, and then somebody like uh, you know Tringale, I think he's pretty solid. That works. Uh, Kevin, what three guys would you start with? Yeah, I was going Steel, Poulter, and Fury. This is funny because I went Steel, Poulter, and ZJ. So we're all on the same page here. And Fury, usually I say don't play below seven K. Fury would actually work in cash. I feel okay with that because if anything if he misses the cut the money you save for a quote unquote better player better make the cut idea idea it doesn't always work but idea yeah it's a theory yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a theory uh, it's like, it's <laughs> golf dfs is turning more like psychology you just have your theories and you're okay um three guys in a gpp jesse uh vegas woo and gim kevin i'm going varner norin and matt wallace i'm going to go with lowry gooch and poston to start things out and then, who you got winning this thing, Jesse? <sighs> Buddy, that's a great question. I'll defer to uh, to Kevin on this. Kevin, well, who do you like? Who do you like this week? I think Steele wins it. I like that forty. Wow. Okay. Lowry's only twenty five. That stings. I was well, like, dude, let me Gooch. What's Gooch's odds? Like 20, I have twenty eight on. The yeah, twenty eight to one on Taylor Gooch. Gibbs yeah, fifty. Yeah. Much better picking some of these guys that are 30, 35 plus. Yeah. Right. Well, the other thing, maybe betting some some higher odds, top ten, top twenty ish. You know, yeah. that, that to me, I'm I'm with you as far as what you said before earlier. There, Kevin, it's it'd be a funner week to bet guys to top ten, top twenty, or just bet them in general instead of try to get six through a, a lineup. But I mean, obviously, somebody's going to do it, so we'll try. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some interesting odds here, but uh, like Cam Percy's one fifty to one. So go get a top twenty on that. And see what happens. I could get behind that. That'd be fun. Right. Um, yeah, like Rory Sabatini, 100 to 1. Yeah, see what the top 20 looks like. You never know. God, those are some – this is a bad field. Really bad field. Um, <laughs> just look, I'm just looking at the odds. It's like, ugh, doesn't get any better. All right. So that'll wrap us up this week. Figured it'd be a quick one with uh, this wonderful field we got here. Uh, Ruby's got Lowry at 35 to 1 and Steele at 55 to 1 right now. That is uh, – so he, he's on the train as well. Check out his Ruby's later this week. Uh, final thoughts for the week, gentlemen. As we have WGC next week, Masters is around the corner. Where or uh, it's it's most of the time awesome field after awesome field. So we have to have a dud once in a while. This is how yeah. it goes. This uh, is a good week to just kind of take it easy. I mean, I would I would you know play more showdown this week uh, if you're really wanting to kind of get some action or whatever. Um, especially come Saturday Sunday because there's going to be some major carnage. Uh, there is every every year at this tournament. It's it's a tough tough golf course. And if you want to play showdown, Dyer is a, dege- a degenerate in our chat, and he uh, plays every showdown pretty much. And he's always talking about either the night before or the morning of, 
and he's actually been doing very well on it. It's been saving his butt like every week, he says. So he's always willing to shoot the stuff with people. It's just most of us, I don't know, I, I can't stomach showdowns after I've just trunk slammed with like Tony Fino. I just I can't focus on it. But uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, final thoughts, Kevin? It's probably good to have a dud with the first round of NCAAs this week, right? Yeah, that makes sense. That Wait, makes they're sense. playing the NCAA tournament this week? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if a tree falls in the wood, does it make a sound? If Kentucky's uh, not in the bracket, does it exist? Are there any, any Kentucky teams in the bracket this year? That you yeah, Moorhead State University, That's my alma mater. It is alma mater. Really? Yeah. Hey, congrats. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Hey, we're playing West Virginia, 9.50 Friday night. Oh, yeah, nice. Ouch. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one. Well, speaking of the brackets, if you guys want to get in the brackets, Kevin runs one every year. He's going to run it through the Junkies account and Fantasy DGEN. So follow that. I, we've all tweeted it out pretty much or retweeted it. So hit that up. Pretty cool stuff there. It's always a fun fun field in that. Um, other than that, Dom Walton said it in the Slack best possibly is the next couple of weeks, maybe uh, limit your action and save your money for or save your stimulus checks for the Masters is what he said. So that might be a, a way to go about it as well. But uh, you can check out Kevin on Twitter at Kevin is a light. Jesse at DFS golf gods. I'm at BD and the podcast at always press DFS. We'll catch you guys next time. This was the Honda classic DFS preview. Oh,